So what's good, y'all? It's your boy Scars, and it's the second episode of the Scars Make Style Podcast. And tell me, who am I here today with? Boy, Eric, man. Eric Jobs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, bro. Hey, just so y'all have some context, how we basically met is um me and him went to the same high school, uh, Marriott High School, if y'all don't know. So I was in 10th grade. He was in 9th grade because I'm a year up. And I knew him from from high school. Like, I just I knew his face. I would dab him up in the hallways. We really didn't, like, speak or whatever. But uh, basically how we got reconnected was after high school, like, I had left Marietta, and he had left Marietta, too. Um, but we actually reconnected through a conference. It was around real estate, multifamilies, and investing. I went there. It was actually at Georgia Tech's hotel, and he went there, too. And I recognized his face as soon as I seen him. And I was like, yo, bro, did you go to Marietta? So then we just reconnected from there. And it's cool to just see people from the past. Like, you know, you can reconnect uh, in the present off of, you know, a common interest, which was just elevating, improving self and, you know, just growing your mindset and growing your, you know, skill sets as well. So um, that's a little bit of context that you just, you know, get an audience a little bit, uh, you know, like I said, right. a little bit of some backstory on how we met. Yeah. But Eric, you the guest, bro. I want to just let you introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are and what you do. My name is Eric, man. I'm uh, 19. I'm currently a college student and barista. I'm also an uh, aspiring entrepreneur, um, more so into the real estate industry, um, to be exact, wholesaling. I'm just out here trying to get it, man, trying to get my first deal. Um, really just taking it day by day, you know, yes, following up with myself, other people just to get deals done. And, you know, how that go, man. We just young and trying to get it. Yes, sir. Trying to make it, man. Seriously, this is going to be a great one. That's for sure, for sure, man. Hey, so you said, you know, obviously in college, working as a barista, so you got a job, also doing real estate as well. Um, doing a lot, bro, I can tell. But uh, first thing I want to dive into, bro, is kind of not just where you are right now, but kind of where you came from. So okay. in terms of, like, who you are, I know, obviously, now that you, you know, you're doing a lot of things, you're improving yourself. But in terms of how you kind of got to this point, like, I want to first know, like, how did you get just so motivated to be doing all these things at, you know, the young age of 19? Honestly, it was just the fact that, you know, I see my dad, the consistency of him. He's a writer, right? And he's very consistent. Been doing it for 20 years, but hasn't made it on the level that he wants to just yet. And seeing how, you know, the struggle, the, the grind, the the love for what the passion for what he does and wanting to become this great writer and movie producer and everything. He's been doing it for so long and hasn't stopped. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize till later on, like that's a very big quality that I want in my life as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And also I wanted a better life for myself too. Um, and so I made sure the summer from, I think it was 10th grade to 11th grade. I made sure that I was like, okay, I have to figure out what I want to do. And honestly, that started, I was in ROTC in high school, so I wanted to do um, military. Um, it was between Air Force and Navy. I eventually decided I want to go to the Navy, and Navy I was stuck on. I wanted to either do a uh, fighter pilot or like aviation, swimmer, something fun, right? And I was just so into that. And ROTC did like Raiders teams, uh, uh any extracurricular activities that ROTC required, right? And so I just ended up saying, okay, if I'm going to do the military, 
I'm gonna do that right after high school, I'm doing active duty, or if I'm gonna do college, I'm gonna go to college first and then military, possibly be an officer, do something like uh, you know, FBI or if you watch Criminal Minds, you know what that is. So that those type of things is something I very much so wanted to do. And uh hey man, that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. It, it just started from wanting to be better, wanting to make more money, wanting to live a different lifestyle than I did growing up. Because I'm from um, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, and more so East Point, South Side. And, you know, moving to Cobb County, which is where we currently live, that it, it like, opened my eyes to um, different life. You know, you got big houses here, you got poor neighborhoods, but you have more of more variety of things that you can see you know different cultures different people and my mom made sure she got me around different cultures and people diversified my mindset right at an early age without me knowing and once I got into high school and everything um especially during the pandemic I started with the pandemic for some reason something just changed bro like just like that literally yeah okay so tell me, bro, what changed when the pandemic hit? Like, how did you make that shift from where you used to be to where you are now? Um, honestly, if I'm being honest with you, it was, I think, March 15th um, of 2020, like, school ended, right? And I was at home doing nothing. That's when I lost, like, 40 pounds. I dropped hella, a lot of weight. Um, I started thinking about my future, like, heavy, because I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found out who Grant Cardone Grant Cardone was. Yeah. On YouTube, I'm attending all these seminars on, you know, Zoom or whatever they was using. And uh, everything's online. So I'm reading the millionaire booklet. I bought that. Um looking at taking notes. I'm looking at everything he's doing. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm falling in love with this, right? And Chris Kahn as well. Um, he does real estate big in the game. Um, I started looking at him. I bought his book. Uh, I think it's called the. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's it's a great book. Everybody should read it if you're trying to get into real estate, right? And that's when I found out real estate was the path, one of my paths, right, to success. And so during the pandemic, I started buying the books and started reading, taking notes and everything. And then I told myself, okay, I'm gonna watch the podcast. I'm a bigger pockets. That was big as well. And so I told myself, okay, cool. When they lift the, um, what was it called? For um, the restriction. Yeah, the whatever. restriction. Exactly. Yeah. Once they lift that. Mass mandate. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. When, when, when they said they were going to lift that, I was going to start going to conferences and all those different things. I honestly can't, I honestly can't remember who the first conference I went to. For some reason, I just, it don't come to my mind. But that, when I first seen, seen Grant Cardone, I was like, oh, yeah. This this is what I want to do as a one of my career paths because of course we want to do multiple things. We just think like that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I got to the point where I was like, okay, real estate is something I definitely want to do and grow wealth in. Mm. It's hard, bro, and it's crazy because um I feel like what everybody can agree with, you know, no matter what field you're in, you know, whether it's tech, whether it's you know stocks, whether it's uh, social media and you you know you're a content creator I find like everybody can agree that 
acquiring real estate, buying, investing, holding, whatever you do with the real estate, just getting in the game is the real way to like build wealth. You can pass down things to your children. You can have passive cash flow come every month. You can liquidate whatever you, you know, hold, you know, you can do a lot, renovate, then flip. Like it's a lot of things that you can do. So it's great to see that like you saw that, you know, hey, I can become a star in real estate, so to speak. And um, now you really living in like you a star now. You you know got the scars make stars tea. You know what I'm saying? Already know what the deal is. For sure. Yeah, you. Hey, bro. If you, if you don't mind, like. Hey, man. Oh yeah, y'all yes, already sir. know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Big star. You feel yes, me? Sir, yes, sir. You know, got the yellow match, gold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir bro. You know what it is, bro. But Come yeah, on, bro. It's good to know that you uh obviously got um basically you got to where you are now by just training your mindset first and then mm-hmm. just improving your skill set later. Yes. Um, I would want to say, bro, like. Knowing where your mindset is now, like, you giving motivation on Instagram, I can see that. You go into conferences, you obviously just, you know, we talked about off camera, you being involved with real estate deals at the moment. Um, before, like, you had the mindset you do now, like, what was probably, you know, if you can date back, what was probably, like, some of the lowest points in your life when you didn't have the mindset that you do now and you kind of were scarred on the inside? Um, probably when I was, like, elementary school and middle school. Um, I, I went through a whole lot of bullying, right? Mostly probably for my weight, um, being a, you know, big guy, whatnot. Um, being in elementary school, in middle school, I remember this one situation where, you know, uh, in the schools, the, the hand dryer, not the, like, like the cool looking one, the one that's white and got the, the silver one that's metal. I remember once I got jumped in the bathroom, I got pushed against that and like my back was hurting for like a few days, right? And so I ain't tell nobody. I walk out the bathroom. I'm walking down the hallway. I remember it just like it's yesterday, right? I'm crying and everything. And there's a counselor standing at the end of the hallway and ain't say nothing to me. Like nothing. I'm crying and all that stuff. I just go to my classroom and I just, just act like it's, it's normal day. You know what I'm saying? And at this point, it's like, you know, of course, I'm telling my mom or whatever. Eventually, I tell my mom, you know, I'm getting bullied and these things happening and, uh, I wasn't getting jumped like that, but, you know, pick, people picking on me, you know, uh, hit my head, or, you know, some petty stuff. And my mom, of course, going to say, you know, just fight back, right? You know, most of us as young men are getting told fight back at that time. And for some reason, I just couldn't, you know, I didn't have the confidence, right? Uh, I wasn't a star back then, you feel mm-hmm. me? Um, so I was fighting through those those things. And middle school came, you know, a little older, uh, still getting bullied, you know, played football for Marietta. Of course, if you know about Marietta High School, they, they're good. Yeah, football. You know, most of my teammates and everything in college, I played with people who is in the NFL right now or who just got drafted, right? And I wasn't the best player or anything like that, but I put in, I put in work, though, at practice every day. But, you know, getting bullied or getting talked about or whatever case may have been. Um, those different things. For some reason, one day, once I got to high school, you know, I was getting talked about. So freshman year and whatnot, I married at high school. And, you know, it was, it is, I didn't have as, as much confidence, but I wasn't as bad as I was when I, like, elementary school and middle school, right? And so, for some reason, something just switched once I changed schools. Probably because it was, you know, new environment, didn't know anybody. These people knew me for, like, Three years in Marietta at uh, Campbell. I didn't really know anybody at all. It was new environment, new people. And I made uh, a commitment to myself. When I go here, 
I'm going to limit the people I talk to, but at the same time, it's my personality to go out there and just talk, right? So I just made sure I read the right people, made sure that I, you know, read the room and get to know people who are just cool, right? And not get in situations to where um, I don't want to be in. But something just clicked, man, and I just wasn't going for it no more. Like, people bullying me. At this time, I'm in high school. Like, I'm a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... People aren't just walking around like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick on him. No. So if anybody had something slick to say, it it wasn't it was, it was wasn't going to be good, you know? But the bad thing that came from that, oh, I did come out of that that comfort zone, that, that um, the big insecurities and, like, scared to speak up for myself, it was, it turned into being too confident in speaking up for myself, right? And at that point, I wasn't sometimes able to control my emotions because not just for young men, just really for anybody, any human being, you should be able to control your emotions depending on every any situation you're in and your environment, right? Me, it was hard for me to do that at times. Of course, I wasn't like lashing out and going absolutely crazy, but sometimes like if, you know, I was at school and the girl said something slick or whatever, I'd get too bent out of shape over that, which it was like, you know, I had to learn from those mistakes, right? And even with my family, you know, I have a loud family in a way. So, like, I would just do little things that just didn't make sense. So, eventually, I had to talk with my uncle, my granddad, and it talked to me and everything. And ever since that conversation happened, I've never been the same. I know how to control my emotions. Of course, I'm, every single day, I'm practicing with myself, right? I'm getting better at communication skills or whatnot, just like we all are, you know? But ever since that day, I've never been the same, man. Mm-hmm. I just... When it comes to communication and with people, I make sure that I control myself mm. because, you know, I'm sure we all at some point can get to that point where it's like not good, right? Mad or frustrated, whatever. Yeah. You can't let external um, energy affect internal energy. You know what I'm mm. saying? You can't let that happen. Yeah. It, you have to be very aware. Self-awareness is key, you know? Mm. So that's that's what I just told you is very big from becoming scars scars to stars you know what I'm saying yeah so. okay okay got you and um I know that you said that uh obviously like elementary school middle mm-hmm. school was like you know it was kind of you know it was kind of the worst the worst of the times when high school got better um before kind of you having that conversation with your uncle mm-hmm. like when things like completely took off um when things were starting to take off a little more you said that high school was getting better Correct. what was it that kind of changed, you know, in high school versus elementary and middle school? Um, probably, okay, probably just my environment, honestly, mm-hmm. because I'm good at reading reading the room, you know, in environments I'm at, right? Yeah. And Marietta High School, for my, in my opinion, I believe it was a lot of individuals trying to be something they weren't. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Campbell, it was the same thing, but at least a lot of those people knew that they were trying to be something they weren't. Marietta, it just seemed like everybody was like, oh, I'm I'm, a, yeah. I'm like this, I'm hard, I'm tough. It's just like, okay, whatever, cool. But Campbell, it was like, okay, they knew they wasn't really about that life, you know? And so they wasn't really trying to go further than what some of the things that they possibly did, you know? It was just petty stuff, a lot of petty stuff, right? But it wasn't really anybody, you know, that was really... Of course, every school has somebody that's probably involved in terrible things and whatnot, but at Campbell, 
it just wasn't that deep. And I made sure I stayed in ROTC as well. Mm. ROTC kept me away from different like football crowds or you know uh, talk toxicity. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. So mm. being in ROTC is you know those are different type of girls and boys, right? Like they want to either go to military to structure it or some type of discipline, you know, or currently uh, trying to achieve that discipline, right? Um, they have some type of self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. it's different um, activities because I, once I moved schools, I quit football completely mm-hmm. because I felt like I could have been very good, but at the same time, I didn't have coaches or um, teammates that uplifted, you know, and pushed me to be better. Instead, they brought me down. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, and then I knew Campbell football team was trash. Like they were terrible. So I didn't want to play, right? And so I got into ROTC, and that's when, um, that's when I realized like something was different. You mm-hmm. know, I started meeting new people. One of my business partners, he was in ROTC with me. So, you know, it was just that connection, that bond with some of them, it was different. You know, yeah. it was, it wasn't like even though I was new, I didn't feel new because people, some people, my even my uncle was telling me like, yo, just you know, don't talk to that many people just do you and leave right but knowing me I wasn't going to do that completely but I knew who to talk to and knew and I knew also knew who not to talk to because mm. I could read people pretty well right yeah um but ever since then man I just got to RTC and it made my life better you yeah know? that was that was really what happened man RTC gotcha oh wow so okay so pretty much with with RTC when you got into ROTC, like, it was a lot better. One thing I do know about it is a lot of people underrated. You know, it's a lot of self-improvement tactics and techniques that people do in ROTC that most people aren't engaged in, whether it be, you know, you out in the hot sun, which, you know, a lot of times, like, that builds that mental discipline of just you being able to push harder through times where you're uncomfortable. It allows you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, whether it's, you know, physical exercise, whether it's just um, looking, like, honestly, I'm going to just be real, just looking stupid in the hallways. Like, you deal with people looking at you strange, which people are going to look at you strange when you go after your dreams. Correct. So it's like, when you just build that discipline of, okay, I don't care at all about what people think. I'm not going to let the external affect my internal. Mm-hmm. And you just keeping that trait over time and that characteristic, like, it's going to benefit you way more so. Um, that's that's great to hear. Like ROTC was was the help, and it sounds like you were in ROTC when you got to Campbell. Is that right? Yeah, I was also in ROTC at uh, Marietta as well. Okay, I was just here. Marietta was pretty cool. I loved the program. You know, everything about it was cool. But when I got to um, ROTC at Campbell, I ended up joining Raider team. Mm-hmm. Which Raider team? It was a um, competition based team that traveled around Georgia. To, uh, uh, to go against other schools in like, um, what was it, like uh, boot camp type uh, courses and everything. Like we'll get on uh, ropes and everything. We have to tie it around a tree yeah. in a certain knot in a certain way so that way we can hook ourselves up against the rope and you have to like like push yourself, you know. And that takes a lot of core work, you know. Mm. So pushing these big tires up hills and stuff, jumping yeah. over 16-foot walls. Sheesh. Yeah, we, you know, I'm a big dude, but, you know, hey, I got up there, though, right? <laughs> um, right. Having to do military, everything we did was military, of course, like military uh, pull-ups or um, uh, bench pressing, yeah, uh, running. Like, to get into Raiders, you had to run, like, I think it was 
three and a half miles. Wow. We had to do uh, runs with like weighted vest. Yeah. We had to do uh, dumbbell runs, you know, running like however many meters, run back, dump 20 pound dumbbells in a straight line. Mm-hmm. All the different um, things, but it was so, so, so uh, the camaraderie was crazy at that school. You know, it was different. Yeah. And the bond between the cadets and our instructors were different as well. It mm-hmm. was, it was, they had real love for us and real passion for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And we also didn't, we didn't have just instructors that were in the military and sitting in the office. We had people who went to war. Mm-hmm. So that made it helpful as well. They could understand both sides, you know, and instill that discipline into us when we needed it. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, he's, he or she's a, an instructor or a teacher like no this is a real life mentor when we get to school mm-hmm. and like you were saying being uncomfortable in competitions and stuff yes you know had had the haircut a certain way mm-hmm. uh, you know like the uniform everything had to be crisp perfect just about um as well as you know uh the right socks shoes buff and shine um walking in the hallways yes people definitely looked at you you know but <laughs> They also knew once I had when I had my cords and stuff and all my ribbons and my medals, they they understood I was that dude. Cause yeah. it's like yes, you see you see if if my jacket is naked, it's a problem. I'm not doing anything. But yeah. you got if you if I got all the medals and the ribbons and stuff, it shows I'm doing something. Mm. And I was, mm. and you know it was fun, man. You know it it was a lot of goofing around, but it was a lot of structure as well. You know, yeah. like I got people I know that's. Virginia Military Institute. I got a friend that's um, at the Naval Academy. I know people active duty right now. Person is in South Korea. You know, right. I, yeah, like I know a lot of people in the military as well as some family members. But yeah. people I graduated with, it's a lot of people. You know, some people that went Bravo. Um, I think B eleven, and that's infantry. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But a lot of people I know that went infantry, man. And, you know, it's it's a love for it. You know, it's pros and cons to the military, but you know, it's cons to life too. But you're gonna live every day, right? And that's yeah. a pro. That's a pro that you get up every day and you want to go after whatever it is you want. Yeah. So, military is one of those things that was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Mm. And it was for you know, college purposes and whatnot. I didn't reach that, but we'll get to it. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. But yeah. Yes, sir. Mm. I, did I answer your question? Did I did? Nah, nah. You you know, obviously you. Uh, Pretty much, I just asked first off, like, you know, when did you kind of get into ROTC? Um, it sounds like, you know, just answer the question, like, it sounds like for you jumping into ROTC and, you know, you kind of going through that process, like, do you feel like, you know, it really made you the star who you are today and helped you kind of overcome those scars that you had originally? Um, part of it, you know, because it's also just the way I was raised as well. My mom, she definitely... And just my family in general, I have a big support system, right? Um, you know, no matter where you're from, hood, suburb, it doesn't matter. If you don't have a good support system, that's just not good, you mm-hmm. know? But I do have a good support system. So that support system allowed me to have um, the room to grow, right, in, within my household. So my mom has lupus as well. So growing mm-hmm. up with that, um, like part of tra- my childhood trauma, you know, I was worried about her, and that's also the the drive that's in me 
because I want to make sure she had everything because she, when we didn't have much, she was dealing with lupus and sick, but also make sure I was all right, you know, at mm -hmm. a very young age. I'm learning things that I'm supposed to learn two years later, you know, two years later. Like I'm ironing clothes very early, my own clothes. Like mom not checking on me or anything like that. Basically preparing for anything, you know. So programming my mindset to be ahead of the game yeah. very early um, is also one of the things that created a start today, mm. you know, and wanted to be better than my mom and dad. Everybody wants to. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be bad if you want to be better than your parents or anybody, right? Yeah. Because, if, well, just your parents, I'll say that, um, because that's how it should be. Each generation gets better, right? Yeah. So I don't want to, it shouldn't be we reach back, right, and help. But if that's the situation you're in, it's the situation you're in. Mm. You keep moving every day and you do what you got to do to make sure that your family is successful, healthy, you know, uh, doing whatever it is for the next generation to come. Like our kids one day, we want to pass down certain things, right, mm -hmm. and make sure they live a, um, a life of abundance, you know, wealth and healthy life, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what I gotta say about that, man. Her having, my mom having lupus definitely programmed something in me at a young yeah. age, having child trauma with that and definitely created and started a day. Yeah, that drive is different, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's crazy. It's funny because um, not not a lot of people kind of can relate to that. Like having a family member that ha kind of has a condition like that. Um, just, you know, give the people a little bit of insight since I know maybe a lot, a lot of people can't relate. You know, how did that childhood trauma from your mom having lupus, how did that really affect you on a day-to-day -day standpoint? Um, honestly, like, sometimes, you know, if my mom was in the hospital or something, just my mom would, you know, let me know that everything is okay or whatnot, right? But she never let me know, even to this day, she never let me know anything serious until results come or whatever the case, right? Because she doesn't want me to worry because she know I will. And so as a kid, if she was in hospice or anything like that, one time she, on top of her lupus, she gained, what was it? The flu and pneumonia at the same time. Wow. That scared the life out of me, dog. Like seriously, that right there, I honestly thought, like all jokes aside, I thought, you know, that was, she was going to pass away at some time, right? But um, God did his work, you know? And honestly, around that time, she, um, if she was in the hospital or not, I would have dreams. Because I knew it's not a curable disease or anything like that, but if you take care of yourself, what she do, she won't be, you know, as sickly as she could be, right? And of course, it's so many different types of lupus. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. So I can't just say like she's one thing, you know, specific thing like how you can say with cancer. You can't just say that with lupus. Lupus is too many different things, right? Um, so with that being said, I, um, when, my bad, when she was in the hospital and everything, I would have dreams of her passing away at a very young age. Mm. Like I remember once I was with my dad, I spent, you know, time at his crib. And I remember this dream like this, Yesterday, dude, uh, it was like we was at a barn or something, and tornadoes just came. For some reason, I didn't get lifted, but my mom did, mm. and she died in the dream. 
that was when I don't remember any other dream, but that dream I do remember because I woke up screaming, you know, and I had a lot of dreams in my life of her passing away just because, God forbid, just because, you know, knowing that that could happen, right? And also, um, to your question, you know, I can't, of course, I don't live with my mom anymore, but um, when I was living with my mom, I I couldn't go to sleep without going to her room and giving her a kiss goodnight. Like, mm. seriously. Like, every night. Unless she was out of town or something, or I fell asleep before she got home or something like that. If she was upstairs or in the house, I gave her a kiss goodnight before I went to sleep. Mm. And that right there was something that made me in my conscience, you know what I'm saying? I was I was okay. Mm-hmm. I was relieved in a way, you know? If I didn't do that, it would be hard to go to sleep sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So I I had to fight with that, you know, those those demons, those scars, those yeah. uh tra- that trauma with myself and be able to move past it, right? Mm-hmm. It took a long it, it, and I still battle with battle with that to this day. Not as bad at all, right? It used to be, but to this day I'm still trying to better myself within that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, first off, I, you know, I respect the ability for you to, you know, not just feel comfortable communicating that, but how uh, how able you are to communicate that, like being able to communicate it clearly, being able to just pinpoint, like, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. Um, I would want to know, bro, like, you obviously said that, you know, it used to be a lot worse for you in terms of you overcoming that trauma or you just dealing with it at the time. And, you know, obviously you said that it's not as bad now. What would you say that you've done to really battle with that trauma a little bit better than you used to? Um, honestly, probably when my mom, you know, uh, took fitness more seriously, honestly. Mm. You know, just bettering herself, you know, as a person. Although not settling for just... I have lupus, you know what I'm saying? Although she, she went through a whole lot, man. She get, you know, days straight, bones aching, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it happened, honestly, and also, too, she, I found out, you know, probably when I was, like, eight years old that she got lupus a few months before I was born. And she told me right then, do not think that it's your fault. Mm. Of course, I did for a little bit, but then, you know, she's very uh, convincing. So she made sure yeah, yeah. I did not think that, right? Yeah. Because it's very easy. If she would have just told me, I probably wouldn't have went like, dang, man. I mean, if she didn't get pregnant, she might not have lupus, right? Yeah. But that's not the mindset she has. She has mindset of like, okay, I have lupus, cool. Whatever it is, what it is. I deal with it, and I move on. Yeah. But she, took, she started taking her health more serious, right? Yeah. And she found that it drastically changed mm. her life, literally. And that changed my life because I seen that she was, you know, uh, she just looked different. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Working out six times a week, mm. six days a week. Wow. Like it's like it's nothing, mm. a mile every day or whatnot. And it changed a whole lot of things, right? Mm. And that makes me more comfortable knowing that she's taking that serious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry anymore. You know, and she has a support system my whole life. She's has had she have had she has had my bad a support system. Yeah. Just like me. And that's you know, that's just my family, bro. Support is is it's a blessing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 
um, some people out there that don't have as much support, you know, look within. You have to be very, like, self-aware, even though something might not be your fault. Always stay self-aware because it'll allow you to look within instead of looking for answers outside, right? Mm. So that way you can heal your scars, you feel me? Yeah. And eventually become a star instead of dwelling in the things that you couldn't control. Yeah. Because if you can't control it, what make I mean, if you can't control one situation in the first place, what makes you think you you can control the outcome of that situation? Yeah. Only thing you can really control is how you react to it. Yeah. Because if you react to it in the correct or proper way, it might not affect you at all. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. You know, but people gotta gotta y'all have to understand that. Like if you look internal, man, everything will be fine. Yeah. With anything. I know I kind of went off a tangent on that, yeah. but that's real talk. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing, one thing that I really noticed that you know you you kind of pinpointed a little bit is you said that seeing your mom work out six days a week or six times a week it really helped you a lot. So um, I I would want to know like you know when you were kind of seeing your mom with lupus, you were seeing her working out and you were also doing ROTC as well. Like how did doing like both of those things help you, you know, really get into fitness a lot more? Well, honestly, well, the working out thing, that actually just happened like a year and a half ago. Mm. So that's kind of recent with my mom doing that, um, is, you know, uh, working out and getting, liking it, you know, and help with food and all these different things. But with ROTC and my mom, you know, the traumas all put together, um, helped me. You said, say that again, my bad, man. Oh, getting into fitness. Fitness, okay. Fitness, probably just wanted to feel better, you know? It's like I'm I'm a big guy. I'm just not really unhealthy. Anytime I go to the doctor, I'm healthy, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm a big guy, so I take it day by day, man, honestly. I try not to overindulge on certain foods, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't eat out as much as I used to. I cook. You know, ladies, I cook. <laughs> I hate, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. They put down the beer, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. So, I, like, for real, honestly, <laughs> man. <laughs> honestly, dude, uh, I just want to feel better, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Clothes, why? Being a big guy, it's hard finding clothes out here that look, you know, fly clothes, you know? Yeah. You got to spend you gotta spend some dollars to get some big boy clothes out there that look real good, you know? Yeah. They just now starting to do some plus size, you know? They should have been did that, but it's all good. No shade. Um, honestly, I just want, I just want to feel good, man. If I'm gonna be wealthy, bro, financially, I gotta be wealthy in health as well. Yeah, you know, I I heard that at uh, a conference I went to here in Atlanta with Grant Cardone and his wife Elena. Um, by the way, tag Grant Cardone in this. Um, she said, "Wealth is health. If you're not healthy, nothing else matters." Mm. Seriously. Because you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor if you're not healthy. Yeah. You know, you, you want to, I want to be able to look at my grandkids one day and they say he lived. Not just busted his butt working, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my grandkids to be like, oh, he, he just worked. Or, or my kids or whatever. Be like, oh, your granddad just worked. Or he was just, you know, out here doing whatever he did. He made a lot of money, but that's cool. He wasn't healthy, though. You know, they, my grandkids look at me and they're like, dang, man, I don't care about how much money he got. Why is he in a wheelchair mm. at 60, you know? 
what, yeah. 50, whatever. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Still young, you know, at that age. And it's like, I don't want that. I want to be physically fit. I don't have to have all the abs and super ripped and all that stuff, but I want to be toned up, you know what I'm saying? I want to go to the beach in Miami and be like, yeah, because if I got that yacht, bro, I want to take the shirt off. <laughs> I don't want to right now, but it's all good, though. One day I will do that. And we go, me and my boy, y'all better, y'all better tap in. I'm telling you, That's we're going to be out there, literally. Not yeah, just Miami. We're going to be in Hawaii, too. I'm telling you, it's different. <laughs> so y'all better, hey, get your money up. Get your mindset up first, though. Because, you know, hey, it's different around here. <laughs> Let them know. I'm so serious. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yep. bro. So, um, basically, you know, you getting the fitness, it was really just to feel better and like, you know, just, just overall, like feel, feel better and look better. Um, just move better. And like, you just wanted to overall better yourself. And I've kind of noticed that was like a, a big trend for you. Like just wanting to better yourself. Like over time, you know, you battling like the bullying that you dealt with better and you, you know, doing ROTC, you, you know, you moving schools, you kind of not associating with the same types of people that you used to associate with at first, kind of keep your circle, uh, keeping your circle tighter, but also smaller, um, just improving in different ways. Like I would want to know, like one of the main ways you say that you really improved before was, you know, kind of a talk that you had with your uncle and y'all really having that conversation. What was that conversation like? It was um, kind of emotional because at that time I was, you know, in my emotions and stuff for no reason. Like, I didn't, it was no need for me to be that emotional, but I was in that moment. And he's 25, I believe he is, 25 or 26. I think he's 25, yeah, yeah. Because we're five years apart. So we basically grew up together, right? But he made certain decisions that weren't good. Mm-hmm. He's good now. But back when he was in high school and everything, the decisions he made weren't good. So those were lessons for me. Um, for what not to do, right? And we have probably the biggest bond I can ever think of. Like that's that's my brother. Basically, he's my uncle, yes, but that's that's my brother, you know. And we, um, the conversation we had was just about just controlling, you know, control, man. And you know, whether it's with family, with women, school, work, he knows I want. To, he knew at that time I wanted to be great. So he knew, hey man, you gonna go in these business meetings or whatnot, and you, you know, you a black man, people are gonna look down on you just because they, a lot of people might not think that you have what it takes to be a successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur or in business, whatever the case may be, and you have to be able to not in, internalize that, right, and be so, uh, so emotional to where it, you can't control it, mm. and so. He just broke it down for me, and it made me realize, like, dang, I can't do that, you know? And ever since then, I just, I'm more reserved, you know? I'm very out, as you know. Like, you know, yeah. uh, you know I'm out there for sure, but I, even when I walk in, like, I'm, I'm more reserved than I used to be, right? And I like that because yeah. people don't see that side of me at first. I used to come out and just show everybody me, you right? And I wanted people to see the goofy me, the the personality right away. Yeah. But no, I don't. I don't do that no more. Cause mm. I want you to guess, right? And if you guess wrong, you might have messed out. Mm. Because I'm a cool dude, solid, you know, to the core. Like that's that's real. And if you know, being able to control my my emotions, that conversation led me to being 
able to make those decisions to be reserved, you know, because I know I'm not going to just lash out at someone if they come at me with something crazy, right? I work at Starbucks. Everybody yeah. in this world know you work at Starbucks, at least in America, I'd say. Yeah. You work at Starbucks, people go crazy for their coffee, man. It's just literally. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's... I got to control my emotions a lot. Mm, okay. That helped as well. So, you know, whatever question you want to ask with that, I got you. But that conversation, man, changed a lot, man, because I respect him so much, you know, yeah. my uncle. I respect him so much, and I love him. It's my guy. He definitely showed me a lot of things that nobody else did, right? Because I stayed with my mom, and that's her little brother. So he was there and everything, staying with us, just making sure – I, I stay on the right path because he's seen it, you know. We talk all the time now. He told me the other day, just the other day, he was like, man, I, I see, I seen it back then. I might have been doing whatever I was doing at the time, but I seen us at this moment right now. That's why I, quote, unquote, hid you from certain things. I didn't let you see certain things when mom was at work, you know, or whatnot, busting her butt to feed both of us, right? Mm -hmm. Even though he was doing certain things, he made sure that I was straight. Like, it was no type of, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to let you see it now because if he, this was his thing. If I seen it outside somewhere else, it's whatever. But if I see him do it, totally different. So he made sure that any conversation we had, including the one we were just talking about, any other conversation we had, it was it was, it was just real, man. You yeah. know, he one of the most solid people I know. You know, he got flaws just like anybody else, but that makes me want to be a real solid dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And strive to be better every single day, you know? And that's why I see you doing too, man. I'm proud of you for that. And, yeah. you know, we just, we just out here trying to get it, bro. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, that's, that's big to, you know, kind of know that, um, like having that conversation for you, like, you know, you saying it was pretty monumental in, in terms of you just kind of overcoming the things that you really couldn't overcome at first. Um, I would want to know, bro, like, kind of after that conversation, um, seems like, you know, af after that was happening, you started to control your emotions a lot more. One thing that I noticed that you said was, like, you really started to be a lot more reserved. Do you feel like being a lot more reserved, do you feel like, you know, being even though you were more reserved and you, you know, you, people didn't, um, I actually don't want to speak for you. You know, in terms of you being more reserved, um, what what benefits did you see from kind of being more reserved and not showing all of yourself? Um, people not using your kindness for weakness mm. or um, people not, you know, thinking that they can approach you a certain way. Uh, or just basically really just use your kindness for weakness, man, mm. because I've seen that in workplaces or, or wherever, right? You know, girls think I'm trying to hit on them and do all these things at work and everything. I'm just being me, bro. I'm just being cool. Yeah. Like, just because you're a girl or a woman doesn't mean I'm trying to get with you. You know, yeah. or do anything. Like, that's not the case. I'm just a cool dude. Yeah. And I stand on that, right? Um. Honestly, like, the probably being at work. What was the question? My bad, bro. Yeah, like, what benefits did you see? Okay. Um, from being reserved, right? Just reading the room more, actually, yes. Yeah. Getting, you know, the, being able to see people 
like understand people more um different backgrounds of people uh even with entrepreneurship you know being more reserved listening Mm. that's a skill i gained more in this uh being reserved man listening listening is like like the number one communication skill that you can have Mm. like if you you can't listen man it's it's a problem right yeah especially in the businesses and um avenues we're trying to go into right yeah you have to be able to communicate and listen effectively right and if you're not a good listener that's that's not that's not good Mm. especially as a leader as a male figure you have to be able to listen and then articulate your words to get across your message Mm. but i also being reserved also let me listen and not be so quick to respond Mm. and i'm still working on that to the to today yeah um not being so quick to respond to every single thing, right? Yeah. And that was my problem as well, responding to every single thing somebody had to say. Like I said before, you know, from the bullying and everything, mm. I got more confident to say stuff. I was responding to too much. Some stuff you just let go. Yeah. You know? And then it was crazy. I started to teach myself how to do that. Then I wasn't responding enough. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like battling, bro. Honestly, it was crazy, man. Um. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, kind of talk about that battle. Like, what do you really think is the true balance between responding to people too much, but also, you know, if you kind of overcome that, also battling with, you know, or let me reframe the question. Like, what would you, what would you say? Like, why would you say it's so hard to kind of deal with the struggle of not responding too much, but also not responding too little and letting people walk over you? Depending on how they approach you and what they say, yeah, you know, because some things I can just let go, right? Like um, even at work, I give for for an example, right? Um, I usually would drive through a whole lot, you know, um, pretty good at it. So they put me over there a lot and communicating with hundreds of people at a shift. Like my Starbucks is like the busiest. It's crazy. So. I'm communicating with these people, some, you know, people, it's about the coffee or whatever they had going on before they arrived to my job. They are uh, upset about something maybe, right? Make an example. I remember this lady, she came through and she she called me racist because mm. she was black. And I was confused and the, her tone, her tonality was ridiculous her mom was in the passenger seat with her you know she was so entitled and uh to her coffee being a certain way and just this and that and it was just like how you coming at me like this you know and it that was probably i think that was like the second time my first year actually working there that was like the second you know argument or you know big situation that happened and that kind of took me for a loop like you're calling me racist but like you and my mom the same skin complexion. Like, yeah. it's confusing, right? So, with that, bro, honestly, just a lot of people that came through the job with me, man, honestly. Some people were crazy. Some people weren't as crazy, right? But it was always, it was some type of conflict. Depending on what they did, um, also depending on how I responded, you know? And I also got better at that as well because... I don't want to get fired, you know. I get free tuition. They pay for it. So, Mm. I don't 
want to lose the job, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 over halfway through college, you know? And with that being said, I just sometimes stop responding. I just, you know, all right, I'm just letting them do what they want to do. You mm. know, whatever you got to say, do it, you know? But then at work and everything, everybody started talking. And we got to the point where it was like, okay, no, you're not going to just talk to me any type of way. So that's where I was like, okay, it depends on what you say. If you curse at me, it's a problem. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to treat someone that's serving you. I'm being selfless in this moment. And you're going to sit here and disrespect me? No matter what you have gone through today, it's 11 o'clock. I don't care. What could have happened? If it was very terrible, you shouldn't be here right now. And if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, that's not my problem. Fix it. That's being yeah. self-aware. And that's something that they need to practice. Yeah. It's their fault, right? And I'm also in... In the uh, midst of that, I've also um, tried to become more um, more uh, aware of their issues, you know, yeah. asking questions, you know what I'm saying, before something arrives, you know, maybe. Yeah. But sometimes people just going to be who they are, right? And you just got to be like, okay, whatever. I might not see this person again because they don't want to come back and have conflict. Or they might just hate the service, but it was really their fault in the first place, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I just gauge it, man, just depending on the person, you know. Most people are pretty cool. They come through, man. So, it's not too many, too many complaints about me, for sure. I've had people come and ask me, um, entrepreneurs come and ask me that they have, like, franchises and stuff. Ask me, do I want to be the manager at their store just because of my customer service? Mm. You know, can't do it because I have free tuition and everything. So, you know, I'm good. Sorry. I appreciate it, but that free tuition hit different, you know. <laughs> so, I... um. Yeah, man. That's that's what that is, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, well, I do wanna I do wanna kind of speak on the fact that uh, you said obviously working at Starbucks, like you know, it's getting you that free tuition. Um, I would wanna know, bro. Like obviously, you being kind of in that entrepreneurship space, um, especially in like you know post pandemic, you're on a lot of seminars, webinars, like you're watching a lot of videos. And one trend that you you know probably have noticed is a lot of entrepreneurs aren't as as high on, you know, college and higher education as, you know, a lot of other, a, a lot of non-entrepreneurs. So I would want to know, bro, like, you know, what's kind of the reasoning for you behind wanting to, you know, stay in college and, you know, work a job that really helps you, you know, basically get free college? Honestly, man, before it, my auntie works at a um, tech firm, one of the biggest in the world, right? And I, um, I won't name it or anything, but I'll tell you, you know, later. But she, um, I could have either done an apprenticeship or go to school. I chose school because I was in this program before that my counselor recommended me for. And it was, like, going to allow me to go to, like, Boston University or George Washington University or whatever schools, right? I was like, okay, that seems cool, whatnot, free, on campus, everything. I didn't make it past the first round. Two months later, I went to Starbucks for the first time in my life, got a brownie. I was being fat. Went home. I was like, dang, I seen a sign, said free tuition, let me look it up. So I look up everything, put my email on the thing and whatnot. I go to school the next day. I'm in my my class because I did build a room, and so I only had fourth block. I get a call. I go outside. My teacher didn't ask me no questions. I'm on the phone for like an hour and a half, the whole class period, in the hallway talking to somebody that works for Arizona State University. I told him, let me know what I need to do to get into the school whatever, or job, whatever the case may have been. I was working at Olive Garden at this time. I put in my two weeks notice at Olive Garden. Two weeks later, I'm working at Starbucks, 
90 days or 25 days, however long you have to be there in order or hours you have to work in order to qualify to actually apply for that scholarship. Did that, got my grades up or GPA or whatever I needed to do to get into the school. That was a process. Mm -hmm. I was very consistent with it, right? I was making sure, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I want. I had a choice between the apprenticeship or college. It was one of those things like, you know, like all of us felt at some point, I need to go to school. So I just did the school part and it was free. So I was like, okay, why not? You know, but of course, probably if I knew what I know now, I probably would have never went to school. Mm. But since I already had a years of credit, a year of credits in school from doing enrollment and it was free, I was like, okay, let me just go in and do it, right? I did it. Now I'm about to be a junior soon. I'll be out just like that, man. It's nothing to it, you know what I'm saying? And since I already started, you know, and I'm this close to being done, why not just finish it? Of yeah. course, if I drop out right now, whatever, I could get more done in real estate or whatever the case may be. But I'm not in school just like for the same reasons that most 98% of Americans are in school for. Mm. I'm not in school to get a job and, you know, uh, get a 401k. Yes, I have a 401k right now. Why not have the 401k while I'm at school? I mean, at work, working at um, Starbucks and in school for free. Why not have a Roth IRA right now that's growing, right? Because... That's, that's just money, you know what I'm saying, that I can have for any time in the future or whatnot. And my thing is with college, it's not, college isn't meant to be fun, man. It's not, college isn't meant to be fun, college isn't meant to be liked, you know. Of course, that you know, government could go about it a different way, but we live in this economy, you know, it's whatever. So with me, I'm going to go to school or online, do what I got to do. Learn what I got to learn. It's teaching me so much, man. You know, organization, skills, um, discipline. I have to be disciplined, man, because I have 18-week coursework load put into seven and a half weeks. It's one of the reasons why I'm getting done so fast because it's a small, very small amount of time to get all this work done. Teaching me a lot, man. Thinking entrepreneurship, I'm be, you know, I might have a deadline for something, and I got all this stuff to do. You have to delegate, you know? So it's helping me a lot with that, you know? And honestly, man, you know, college is it's one of those things that's like, it's not that bad. You got to know why you're going to college. You're just going to go. That's not going to do anything for you at all. You have to know why you're there. This, like, I'm about to go to Render ATL um, this month, uh, May 31st to June 2nd, I believe it is. Then I'm going to Afrotech in November in Texas. You know, uh, of course, I'll get a job after I graduate and everything. But my plan is to use that income to fund entrepreneurship journey more, you know. And that's why I tell people you got to run your own race. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we got similar goals. We want to get somewhere in life that we'll both be very proud of and our loved ones will be proud of. Right. But we're running different races. You dropped out. I stayed in. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You never judge me based off of that unless you tell me. I'm just messing with you. Good. But you have to run your own race. You have to um, understand your why. Why are you doing something? You have to um, know 
what is whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, what is that going to do for you? Yeah. Because I'm not just going to school just to say, oh, I got a degree. That's nothing, dude. It's yeah. just a piece of paper. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it can also get me into some doors, too. The networking I do is crazy. So it's not like I'm just going to work and I'm going to school. Like some people I work with, a lot of people I work with go to, go to ASU just like me. But yeah. they don't network like I do. So they might come out of school wondering, like, damn, what do I do? I just major in this. It was free tuition, but what do I go after this? Yeah. Me, I network like crazy. Mm. So I have better opportunities. Yeah. I can come out of college, land a six-figure job. Easy work. Nothing to it, right? Because of my network. That's mm. why people say your network equals your net worth. Mm. Who you know and who knows you, very important. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get out there and show yourself. You can't be scared, you know? Um, you have, you know, you might have to show your scars. You feel me? You might yeah. have to, and that's okay. But you have to get out there. You have to understand your whys. You have, even if you don't understand them completely, because I'm sure you might be able to uh, attest to this. Like we don't have every, everything figured out. We're 19. We don't know ourselves for real. You yeah. know, we haven't lived long enough to. So we're just taking it day by day. We just want to be happy. And make a whole lot of money and help others, man. That's yeah. what it is, you know. And going into the tech industry, it's the tech industry is disrupting every industry there is. Doesn't matter if it's construction, healthcare, uh, uh, the the web, content creation, podcast. Doesn't matter, man. Yeah, it's disrupting every industry. So why not go into the tech industry? You know what I'm saying? And get into the doors. Where it's like, okay, cool, I might have to have a job yeah. for this amount of time, but let me make sure it's good for me. Maybe 100% yeah. remote. Um, I get to go to these conferences, make it work for myself. Yeah. So that way I can fund different things that I want to do to grow my entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. You know, and real estate, it'll give me more funds. That's why I'm learning now, putting my foot in the door to make money in it, but also network more and get the information, read the books, watch the podcast, go to seminars with it. So that way when I get the with when I get that money, yeah. It's over with. <laughs> yeah. But Fact. that's why. Yeah. Hopefully I answered yeah. your question, bro. I mean, I would want to ask, like, you said one thing that's key is, you know, you said that tech obviously can do a lot. Um and that's you know, that's definitely like the truth, you know, it's yeah. funny because uh with you kinda uh applying to tech now, uh that's kinda what you got put on to early on, like, you know, the apprenticeship route um, could potentially, like, work your way up within the tech firm. I would want to know, bro, like, you said that as of right now, if you knew what you knew, you know, back then, that you would cho- you would have chosen the apprenticeship route. So I was wondering, like, why would you choose the apprenticeship route now versus, you know, picking college like you did before? Um, well, he says, I am glad with my decision, right? I am glad with my decision. I don't regret anything. Yeah. It's just I know for a fact what I know now, I probably would have went the apprenticeship route because it would have given me more room. I would have never been like, okay, free tuition or if I didn't know about the free tuition or anything like that, I would have, I would have never went to school because it was just, I never really liked school. I just was, I could be good at it. Yeah. I never really liked it though, you know. Um, that was probably because my environment 
my experiences in school didn't allow me to like school getting bullied mm. that you don't like to go to school you know you don't yeah. want to go and then you're thinking about math equations that's not what i'm thinking about if i'm worried about a homeboy saying something every two seconds right yeah um so i really would have chosen apprenticeship, apprenticeship because okay. i was choosing a quick quicker route mm. to get there faster wherever i wanted to go i probably would have never known where to go but i would have been put into the fire real quick i would have mm. been put into that setting nine to five real quick i would have learned things quicker really? than okay. going doing a uh, uh, a four-year degree right and then going into the nine to five right yeah i probably would have gotten some funds yeah quicker mm. and they okay. probably paid me like fifty thousand dollars salary mm. so i would have gotten funds quicker um i would have been able to invest that quicker as well yeah. so it, it was pros to cons to both you know what i'm yeah. saying so you know that that would have been the the route I chose at that moment, right? Sure. But everything happens for a reason. If I didn't start working at Starbucks, I would have never met my mentor. I would have never met the investors I've met at my job. Mm. I would have never met a person who owns uh, um, like a Fortune two hundred tech company that works with Arizona Jeez. State that I met at my job. Yeah, out the blue, I met people who own. I met this lady who owned um, a trucking company, and she owns one of the stores inside the airport. Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have never met. Um, I'm real cool with Lloyd. You know, the singer. Yeah. Wow. I'm cool with him. Yes, I've met Lotto. I've met yeah. her sister. I've I've had conversations with him. I've had conversations with a variety of people. Yeah. You know, and I've learned myself working in this job. You know, of course, you know we don't like retail and all that stuff, but you know it's whatever you gotta do, what you gotta do. It's, uh, sometimes, but this job and um, the, the free tuition, everything connect. It has allowed me to grow as a person. You know, I'm talking to people every single day in the business world. You're gonna have to talk to people all the time. Yeah. You have to be an effective communicator, and working at Starbucks allows me to do that and learn different people and understand people and be okay with that's who they are. And not respond as quickly as I used to, mm. and be so accustomed to that, um, you know what I was doing before. Yeah. So honestly, that that's really what that is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's big, bro. I mean, you said that uh, you met obviously like a lot of famous public figures, you know, a lot of Lloyd. Um, met your mentor. Um, I would want to know, bro, like how has having a mentor kind of helped you become a star that you are today? Um, honestly, uh, it, it's not even just with him, you know. My mentor doesn't have to be someone you pay or someone in your industry, right? It can mm. be an uncle. Mm-hmm. It can be a cousin, you know, a friend, whatever, right? And I say that because my uncle is just like a mentor to me, but for different reasons, you know. And my mentor I met at uh, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Known him for maybe going on two years. So yeah, yeah, going on two years, and it wasn't just because of real estate. You know, mm-hmm. yes, he has a booming uh, real estate company or um, roofing company, and yeah. he knows all these people. His mentor, I believe, is a billionaire, wow. and in the insurance um, industry, and you know all these different things he's shown me. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but I like to see 
who you really are, you know? Mm. I've met his fiance. I've met one of his kids. You know, I see how he are with them. I see how he is as just as a man, you know, it, it's different. Like when you look for a mentor, don't just look to see if he drives a Lambo mm. or yeah. <laughs> or a five truck yeah. or a Rosewood. No, cause uh, that's just, it doesn't matter. You know, he could be driving a freaking Honda. Yeah. You know, but at least you know which car works more you know, longer, you know, yeah. more, more efficient. Um, he takes care of his business, you know. Yeah. He's a family man. He's he's um humble. He's just a genuine dude. Yeah. He uh he never charged me for nothing. He's like, wow. why do I need your money? For what? He told me that one time. What do I be for real? He was like, what can you offer me? Money wise. You yeah. can't trust me. Relative, yeah. You relative. just will not be able to do it. So. Why would I even? Ask, why would I even ask you for money? Yeah. So he just get he just gave me game. It doesn't matter what it is. He's like, once I was texting, he was like, man, yeah, man, don't worry about that right now. We'll 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 do that a couple of years from now. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. And it's like it's the long game. Yeah. With him, it's the long game. It no matter if I get another mentor for this reason or whatever, because I will at some point. Yeah. Um, but he's not just a a, a business or real estate. Um, mentor for me he's a life mentor mm. you know because I'm that was my first like mentor outside of family or anything yeah. that I was like oh okay he cool and you want me to let you know how I met him I was at the drive through and yeah. we busy it's a Saturday morning and the crazy thing is this is why I say you gotta be very aware of your surroundings yeah. as well as self aware it's because he pulled up in that you know that uh, GMC Denali the big joint he pulled up in that, and he had his, like, uh, hat on. I forgot what it said, but it's, it's had to do with, like, cash flow, I think. And I was like, man, or, or real estate. And I was like, man, you got a, you do real estate one night? He was like, yeah, I do. Um, you got a business card on you one night? Business card wasn't really updated or anything, but he gave me it. He had his name on it. It didn't have any social media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I went on social media and looked up his name just to see if I could find him. Like, I remembered to do that. I followed up. Like, he didn't yeah. tell me to call him or anything, but I went to his Instagram, looked at all his stuff. It wasn't like some people I had seen before at the time. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like no super glamorous things or whatever. I mean, cool cars or whatnot, but that's cool. So I hit him up in the DMs, right? Mm-hmm. And from ever since then, it's just been cool people, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you don't find a whole lot of people like that, right? Yeah. And you got to, of course, be careful because... People can use you. Don't be quick to spend your money, um, your hard-earned money, for game that people can give you. Like, see, I'm not trying to say that uh, free stuff is better than paid stuff or anything, but see what you can get without spending your dollar first mm-hmm. because it's a lot of free game out here. Yeah. There's a lot of free stuff before you can get to the paid stuff. You know, um, of course, the game is, is, is bought, not taught. <laughs> like literally yeah. so depending on the situation of course you're gonna have to pay but with him he just he set an example man yeah seriously you know yeah. and I've had people before him come they didn't even truly black people black men yeah I come I'm talking to and they you know driving that cool whip and everything and didn't even care what I had to say yeah but he a white guy with tattoos mm. you know and some people even ask me like is he you know uh, I don't know weird stuff. It was just like checking out, make sure I'm good, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. Shoot. 
And he gave me a chance, you know what I'm saying? He looked out. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> he gave me value. I give him value. Going to property, I've been to his property, and he showed me um, flips, all different things he's done. Yeah. Um, I remember getting to, uh, <laughs> my coworkers was like, it was weird because I got into his truck, and we went, this is my first time, like, being with him, you know, just me and him, and we went to, around Atlanta and everything, and uh, looked at all these different properties, and he was teaching me a lot of stuff, and we've done that many times, yeah. but, you know, you got to step out of your comfort zone. I kept telling myself, take the risk, Yeah. you know, dangerous because I don't know him, sure, yeah, but at the time, you got to take the risk, man, Yeah. for what you want, you know what I'm saying? I just prayed, and I was like, look, just keep me safe. I even told him what I was thinking in my head. Like, look, yeah. man, you know, I was like, you don't want to smoke, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, Where was y'all at? Huh? Yeah, yeah you, when you was at a property? No, 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 no. Uh, we was in his truck at this time. But that was my first time being with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, or seeing him outside of that at work. Um, and so I was, you know, a little nervous. Because it was like a, just basically a stranger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what to expect, right? And, you know, you tell your mom this or something, you know how moms are, they get all worried and stuff. You're like, man, now you worrying me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just had to take that that step and that get out of my comfort zone. And I had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in that moment. Yeah. But eventually I was comfortable. Yeah. And it went from just being business and adding value or talking real estate to asking life questions, you know what I'm saying? I went from him asking me some things to me asking him what's his life goals, what's his big goals, you know what I'm saying, of owning multi-million dollar luxury um, real estate companies or whatever the case may have been, you know, yeah. he broadened my mindset more, you know, and taught me a whole lot of things. He's not trying to, that's one thing about him I like, he's not trying to sell this life or anything. <laughs> he's been doing, all he knows is entrepreneurship. Yeah. He, does, he never went to school. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I forgot where he grew up, but uh, yeah. I can't think of it. But yeah, yeah. he literally has been in entrepreneurship his whole adult life. Wow. That's what he do. Yeah. You know, he lived for that. So at the end of the day, it was like, okay. He told me, he told me you're going to become seven to ten different people. You are going to become seven to ten different people before you really start making it into this game. Mm. promise you. You're going to be a different person. Every year, every month, if you really want it bad enough. Yeah. You're going to be different, man. Every day, you're going to be different. It's just no way in the world you can stay the same, man. So, I really respected that, you know? And it was just the transparency between us both. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was just easy, bro, honestly. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> if I learned something from somebody else, another mentor or um, just anything, I go to him to make sure they wouldn't be asking me, man. Mm. Like literally, wow. I will go to him to see, okay, is, is this true? Especially yeah. in real estate, is it true or is that this and that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, yeah man. that's crazy. No, not, yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. He's been helping. Um, I say that's 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 good, bro. That you like really found a mentor, and I know like personally having people that you can 
look people that'll look out for you, especially like in person. Like you see a lot of people online, you might be in the DMs, you might know this person on Instagram, wherever the case might be, but like having somebody that you can go to properties with, have real life conversations with. There's no cameras, there's no comments that people can tag other people in and they see what you're saying. It's like it's just you and him in the truck. It's just you and him at the property. It's just you and him at Starbucks, you giving him his coffee or whatever. Like that's powerful being able to have that in person connection. So um yeah, yeah. Um I mean, you said like what else have you really been able to see in him that, you know, has really have had a real impact on your life? For him being 32 and me being 19, yeah. for him, the respect he gives me, you know? Mm. Like, the other day, <laughs> the other day, I haven't seen him in a, in a little minute, but we talk all the time, right? Yeah. So, I went to the back. I was at work. I went to the back, whatever. My coworker taking the orders. Yeah. Somebody pulled up to the window, but I'm not looking at who it is. Mm-hmm. I come around. I put my headset on, and it's like there's this like concrete bar or whatever outside yeah. of uh, the window, I hear just a boom, like a super hard smack, right? Yeah. And I look up. I didn't know it was him, but it, it was just like, I was so shocked. I'm like, man, who the heck is this? Yeah. Like, is this a customer really doing it? Like, I was really finna go crazy, dude, but I realized it was him. I was like, oh, John, it's you. Yeah. And it was just like, my dude, man, you know, and after that, once he left, I went on Instagram like 20 minutes later. It was a post. He yeah. tagged me in it. You know what I'm saying? He said he appreciated me or something like that. You my guy or whatever the case may have been. Yeah. And it was just like that love, man. You know what I'm saying? That appreciation go both ways. Yeah. Not just me showing it to him, but he showed it to me too. Mm. Um, following through for what yeah. I say. Because, you know, a lot of people get mentors, but they don't follow through on the information that their mentor gives them. Mm. That's not good. You yeah. Know? You have to apply the information. You don't apply it, then both of y'all are wasting your time. Don't yeah. get a mentor to waste their time or yours, because your time is valuable as much, just as much as theirs. Fact. So don't ever get a mentor and think that it's sweet. Like no, you need to apply whatever it is they're telling you. You know, uh, do your own research too. Don't just get what someone says to you and just take it as that. No, you always double check. Just like in school, they used to say double check your work. Some other way, you double check anyone tell, that's telling you something. Doesn't matter who it is. Um, doesn't matter if you, if you do trust them. Double check it because you need to make sure everything is correct. And maybe you find a flaw that they didn't realize that they made mm-hmm. in whatever which whatever they was telling you. Yeah. So he definitely um, that he he brought value to me in that way and the trust. You know that was very big. You know what I'm saying? Um, very big on trust, man. Because um, it's kind of hard for me to trust people a lot of times. So. Trusting him, I was telling myself think a lot of things over and over again, like, oh, dang, does he, you know, can I trust him? Or these different things going through my head. And eventually, I was just like, I can trust him. Easy. He let me see his fiance and his baby, his daughter. Like, I can trust him, you know? Yeah. And just other situations that went down, I can trust him, man. That was big for me, just trust. Yeah. And transparency, you know, a lot of things. We've talked about. Anything from business, yeah, it's just everything, man. Yeah. So it's like that's more so business and life coach, cause yeah. you can get two different things. But find somebody who you go have a business coach or whatever, whether it's real estate, content creation, YouTube automation, credit repair, whatever it is, you need to be able to look at that person 
and really see who they are. Yeah. Not just what they drive and how much money they got in the bank account. Who yeah. are you as a person? Because your character tells a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do business with you and you cheat on your wife every week. Like, what? Because, no, you're consistent with bad habits at that point. Yeah. So, not. Nah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's facts, knowing that, you know, the character is going to stay the same. And what I have heard is, you know, money is not really a character changer, but just a character amplifier. You see more of who people really are when they get more money and when they get less money. So um, that's that's an amazing point you made, bro. Um, before, you know, we kind of close out the podcast, I would just want to ask you, you know, one or two questions. The first one being, obviously, you've overcome a lot, you know, just over the span of the podcast, kind of pretty much being in order. You know, you starting off elementary school, uh, middle school, getting bullied a lot. Um, like you said, pretty much getting jumped in the bathroom, being, you know, thrown up against the wall, things of that nature. Um, high school, you not dealing with it is bad. You getting into ROTC, you kind of. Uh, starting to, you know, tighten up your circle and not really have a lot of people in it as much as you used to. Then obviously having a conversation with your uncle, not just having a conversation, but also getting into ROTC where your discipline starts to get built up. You know, you start to build up your confidence and not really care what people think. Then, you know, you taking that same discipline and drive, applying it to fitness, you know, during the pandemic, applying it to just learning online, hopping on seminars, learning about real estate. Then after that, you know, you becoming a barista, meeting a lot of people at your, you know, Starbucks location, meeting your mentor, doing the things you're doing now, you know, circling around real estate properties, um, you know, trying to get contracts and flip those. Um, all, also, while being a student in college and, you know, obviously still working at Starbucks, bro, I would want to know one thing. You're doing a lot now. You've come from a lot. And I know that what you probably got planned is a lot more. You know, tell us, like, maybe, I don't know, six months, 12 months, few years, whatever the timeline is. Like, what are some plans that you really have for the future? Not goals, but things that you, you know, really have concrete that, you know, you have planned out. Um, when I get the chance, I'm getting a, uh, a truck, mm. that pickup truck. Hey, okay. man, hey, bro, really? yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's what I'm getting, man. Okay. That F one that uh F one fifty Raptor different. Mm. Or that GMC is crazy. I need okay. to get it, okay? So okay. I'm, I'm that's that's something I plan on getting for sure. Yeah. Um, but on seriousness, man. Um I just right now I don't have a time limit limit on a whole lot of stuff. One thing I can say is I want to graduate by the time I graduate college I can say I want to I plan to um, be very, not very, but my self-development, I want that to be through the roof, you know? Mm. I want to be very disciplined to where it's like I can get up at 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning every single day and love it. Yeah. I don't want to mm. get up at 5, 30, 6 o'clock every morning every other day or even every day and not love it. I want to be able to love the uncomfortable yeah that's what i plan man, that's to um that's that's my plan man yeah to, be, to love being uncomfortable love the the hustle love yeah. the grind love the entrepreneurship you know what i'm saying it's not easy man it's gonna take a long time you know y'all see on instagram and stuff i don't do a whole lot but he does a lot of content <laughs> so you know you see that but you don't know what goes on in the room, at the desk, at the computer. Times where I'm up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and still trying to get up at 6 yeah. in the morning. Only off three and a half, four hours of sleep. Don't get me wrong, that grind mentality is bad. Don't don't 
conform to that, you know, all work, no sleep. No, get your sleep. Protect your health. You know what I'm saying? But you have to prioritize your future as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Prioritize your present, but also prioritize your future. Because mm. if you don't prioritize your present, you will have no future. Mm. But if you don't prioritize your future, you know, it just it, it won't go the way you want. Seriously. Yeah. But not like... Yeah. Know, I just, honestly, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could, you know, feature down the line. You could come back to the to the podcast. Hundred percent. Like even I told uh, another homie that you know, Malachi. Like, man, Malachi. He the one the other podcast I was on. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So honestly, bro, like, y'all gonna see us, man, in the future, though. Like for real, all them people that still follow me that I went to school with, yeah, that never, you know, um, stuck up for me. Yeah. Or that was tripping on me, girls or whatnot, because of my size or whatever the case may be. It's all Gucci, you know what I'm saying? They still look at my story, so it's all good. They yeah. see what the deal is. They see what's going on. You know, they see some of my network. They might not care. That's fine. But they, one day, they're going to see the value I'm adding to the world. Mm. And somebody's going to ask me for a job. Mm. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not downing anyone for a job. Like, yeah. no. Sure, I'll hire you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? i teach you stuff, too. i make you better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, uh, I know I went kind of left from your question before, but yeah. I just plan on being a better me, bro. Yeah, that's 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 the honest truth. Okay. Self development is something very big of mine. You know, I strive yes, every day to get better, and every day isn't perfect. Every day I'm not going to do. Obviously, I want to get to the point where I love doing whatever I planned out the day the night before. Mm-hmm. I do it. Yeah. Every single thing that I put on that list that I said I'm gonna do, I'm gonna yeah. do it. You know, I want to get to that point where I'm so disciplined. Of course, you know, everybody can say, I'm disciplined, I do this, I make millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. It's cool. But every person, you know, doesn't, every person is, we're human. So you're not going to, sometimes you're going to mess up, right? Some people we look up to mess up. They don't, they're not 100% every single day. But they show up, though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up. Yes, sir. I always show up, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, you know, one thing about um, your plans, too, like, uh, real quick, like, what's what's some of the things that you plan on kind of implementing? Like, what's some things that you plan on taking action on to really become a better you, like you said? Um, not thinking so much. Mm. Like, let's say going to the gym or whatever. Yeah. Not saying, okay, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to just get up and just go. Stop trying to, certain stuff I just don't need to plan if I'm going to do the next day. I should just act like that's just a part of what I do. Yeah. I just, it's like big. clockwork. That's I big. get up and I go to the gym. That is just something that I do. I take action on, right? Yeah. Um, some of the other things that, I, you know, the actionable uh, steps I'll take yeah. for my future is also um, being, still being selfless. Mm. You know how many times I have you know, fought with that too. Like, man, am I being too selfless? Because, yeah. you know, I want to help people, right? But I'm also focusing more on being a student than a teacher. Mm. I can be a good teacher, yeah, because I know I talk to people. Yeah. I know I can, if you give me some information, I can tell it to somebody very, pretty pretty well. Yeah. But I need to focus on being a, a scrub. Yeah. I need to soak up as much information as I can, whether it's good or bad, because 
you know, in this world, there is good and bad. So you're going to, you're going to soak up good and bad at some point. So I want it all. Give me all the information and I'll figure out what I'm going to dish out and what I'm going to intake. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm, I take my goals serious, man. The steps I take, the actions I take, I implement them. Whether it's from working out four or five times a week, whatever. Okay. Um, not watching as much TV. Because mm. uh, that's, that's, uh, man. Yeah. You see that, man, the Netflix show is different. It's crazy. Basketball, I love movies too. Yeah, yeah but yeah, man. Just Basketball, yeah. Th this world, we so involved with comfort. Mm. I want to be able to, <laughs> I want to take the actionable steps. Yeah. And not being so comfortable. You know? Because we yeah. are comfortable. You know, we, no matter what I've seen growing up or, you know, parties and bad stuff might happen, whatever, shootouts, whatever the case, whatever it was that yeah. was bad that we ever experienced. Yeah. We're still comfortable. Yeah. Because we can go home and sleep in our bed at night knowing that we still have support with our families and um, we don't have to sleep under a bridge. Because yeah. some people do. That's right. You know, and we're blessed, bro. Honestly, so That's my right. thing is just taking actionable steps every single day. Every single day, That's I don't right. skip Sunday. Facts. Every single day, just so I can be better in the future, man. I'm taking this. It's really not a. And a lot of people say sacrifice, but it's sacrificing something means that you're doing something that's not necessarily good. Sacri I don't know the actual definition. I ain't gonna lie to you, but. I just don't sacrifice. It's not, you're not sacrificing anything, especially if it's for to better yourself. Mm. If you're sacrificing sleep, it's not. You're not sacrificing sleep. It's just you're yeah. just doing whatever you do. You're just not sleeping as much. It's not a sacrifice though, because something has to. I don't know. Sorry, edit that part out, bro. <laughs> but it's honestly, man. It's just do whatever you got to do to be better, man. Yeah. Whatever you want in life, you want to be the greatest chef, you want to be a TV star, or you want to be content creation, engineer, teacher, it doesn't matter. Take the actionable steps every single day to be better. Right. Worrying, don't worry so much about 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. You know, because that was my problem. Mm. I was, of course, we think about the future because we're visionaries, but yeah. we, we, we think about the present too. We need to make sure the present follows up to the future, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have to focus on right now. Stop focusing so much in the future. Focus on what you can do right now to be better tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow is not promised. We it's all bad. know that. So make sure you get to tomorrow first. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's facts. That's facts, bro. That's facts. I mean, um, probably couldn't, uh, I probably couldn't explain it any better, bro. Last thing I want to know, you know, just one last question. Not even question, bro. Just uh, before you, yeah, before you, you know, before we close the podcast out, bro, uh, I know you big on just, you know, uplifting people, encouraging people, uh, making people better than what they were. Uh, just give the audience some inspiration, bro, on how they can become a star from their scars, kind of like how you did, bro. Just inspire yeah. the people real quick. Man, you have to, my thing is, <laughs> to become a star, man, you just, you have to want to, you have to be selfless. And the reason why I say that is because, yeah. and this has to, it's going to sound crazy, but it has to do with helping others, mm -hmm. but helping yourself. Mm. You can't be so 
selfish with yourself that you don't help yourself. So it's like you have to be selfless, which is taking um, action or time away from being so stuck up that you can't um, be uncomfortable to take those steps for to better your future, if that makes sense. Um, just my bad, bro. My mind went blank, dog. Um, be yourself, man. Seriously, don't don't try to be like everybody else that you see on Instagram. That's you know that's that's one big thing I can tell you. Yeah. Everybody out there, be yourself. And if yourself, if you know, understand yourself too. Be self aware because if you know yourself isn't that great, then switch something. You know, take the steps to become better. Yeah. And be that version of yourself. Because mm. if you can, nobody's ever going to be perfect, but you can be, um, nobody's the best version of themselves yeah. every single day. Yeah. But you can work to be the best version of yourself every single day. Because if you work to be the best version ever of yourself every single day, you'll be closer to that every single day. Like, you can't go backwards. <laughs> like, go forward. You know what I'm saying? So, just be yourself. Um just have faith in yourself, you know, and just know that whatever it is you want out of life is going to happen. Yeah. You just have to work towards every toward towards it every single day. Fact. Literally, like no days off, and yeah. no days off doesn't mean that you're grinding nonstop with no sleep and like you're not eating or something. Like it makes it sound scary because some of these gurus out here do that. He's yeah. not a guru. He's a businessman. Respect it, okay? He's letting y'all know what the real is, and I am too. Like. Seriously, might not have a whole lot of content and everything, but this is real talk. You know, we, we solid dudes. So if you want to become solid and a scar, you want to become a solid young woman and everything, strive to be better every single day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Strive to be better. Don't don't take nothing for granted. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank God that you get to wake up every single day and do whatever it is that you want to do. So that you can have that future that you want, you know? Yeah. Whatever it is you want, man. You can get it. You see it on Instagram every day. People having all the cars or the women or whatever it is you want, the money. You can you get say. it. It's obviously possible. <laughs> it's just you have a scarcity mindset. Yes, you know? Your mind, if you don't know what that means, limited. That's yeah. You have a limited mindset. Yeah. Have a growth mindset. Understand that you can make it as well. That's yeah. the bottom line, man. That's Everybody right. has the... the the mindset to do whatever it is they want to do. They have to find it, though. Yes, sir. Can't just be so stuck and uh, within whatever this world is giving us. It's so much information out there. It's so much out there that can hold you tight like yeah. a rope, and you won't know which route to take. You have to tune out the outside noise. Delete social media for some amount of time. I promise you. He's not on social media 24 hours out of the day. I promise you he's not. He's not going to, he's sometimes going to take breaks because you need that. Yeah. You need to, like, meditate. Whatever meditating is for you, do that, you know. Become a monk for two hours or something. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, just be internal. Mm. All that external stuff can go. Mm. Yeah. You got to look within to become a star, man. Thanks. Real talk. Hey. You have to look within with them become to become a star, my man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Hey, bro, I can't close it out better than that, bro. You already know it. Yes, sir. Hey, bro, I want to give you a gift, bro. Uh, being on the pod, I made you on Wednesday. So, uh, 
I want to get you this book, bro. The uh, the key to investing in real estate, <laughs> of course, bro. The yeah. book on investing in real estate with no and low money down, bro. Oh man, I want to give you the book, bro. Wow, it hasn't even been open, fresh. You can you know still yeah. feel it. Yes, I appreciate I that, dog. Book, bro. Wow, yes sir. Ooh, oh yeah, I'm finna yes, take something, man. You gonna see a lot of notes in this one. For sure, Y'all already bro. know the deal. For sure, get that nigga parkage. Yes sir. They need to come sponsor for that. Thanks, bro. Real talk. Yes, sir. I bro. appreciate you, man. You yeah, know it's all love, bro. Yeah, of course. Know that, right? Appreciate you rocking the shirt, bro. Hey, man, you know we gotta rock yes, the shirt, bro. Show, show the audience shirt a little bit, bro. Come yes, on, sir. man. Come on, y'all. Start make scars, bro. Yes, sir. You know the deal, man. Yes, sir. It's like billion dollar brand. Before we close it out, bro, just tell the audience a little bit how about about how they can find you. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at underscore ag number two r e a l real. You know what I'm saying? Go. Hit me in my DM. You can, uh, you know, text me in my DM. Like, comment on some of my posts, whatever you want to do. You know, if you want to link up. If you're in real estate, for sure, uh, investing, um, hit me up. If you Personal development, whether you don't have to just be, you know, in business or whatever. If you're around our age and you would like to um, start your journey on personal development, whatever the case may be, hit me up, man. We can talk about it, you know, have, uh, like, consultation calls or whatnot. And I'll definitely, you know, uh, reach out and we can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, man. You know, don't hit me up on nothing weird. Like, you know, like this yeah. is business, like seriously, because everybody's time is valuable. Right. But ladies hit me up, too. You know, you know how that go. Yeah. All love, dog. Yes, sir. 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 Yes, s